Ah, welcome to another week of the show. I am your host, Tadrice Parker from runtothebestyou.com. May I add the new and improved, beautifully designed runtothebestyou.com. If you haven't checked out the website this week, you want to go do that. We like to give a shout out and thank you to Rhapsody Cheney, who not only is she an incredible writer, who joined the team and started writing some blog posts for us. And the last two episodes of our podcast was based off of her writings and and my thoughts, of course. But she is an amazing web designer. And we wanted to get her vision on things. And she took uh, our story and created a beautifully designed homepage. And I couldn't be more proud of the way it looks, the way it flows. And you can guys can go on there, check out some testimonials, some pictures of our group and, and everything like that. And such a much, a much easier experience, user-friendly experience on our website. So let me get that out of the way. Thank you so much, Rhapsody. You are amazing. And in today's episode, episode 88 In this week's podcast, we will discuss how to lose the quarantine 15, what your peers say, keeping it real challenge, and more. We got a lot to get into today. But first, how was your week? What were some things that went well for you, the listener? Maybe this is your first time listening, but I asked this question to our, you know, consistent listeners out there. I want to know from you, was any of... The tips from last week's episode helped you out at all. You know, the last few episodes, we talked about uh, the runner's high and how you can experience the runner's high, what other people from around the world say the runner's high is. We, last week, we talked about uh, the best diet for a runner, okay? And so I wanted to know from you. And then maybe you've learned something from one of our previous 87 episodes besides the two that I just mentioned. Well, I would love to hear from some of your successes. Please feel free to connect with me, Tadrice Parker. I'll leave the spelling of my name in the show notes. And you can connect, simply connect with me on Facebook, private message me. Uh, if you're not on social media, no problem. Submit your questions or comments to coachtadrice at gmail.com. Also, You can head over to the show notes. I will leave a link to the blog post, the written blog post, and you can just go on our website, read the information, see any associated pictures with this week's podcast, and there's a way to leave comments on the blog as well, which would be absolutely amazing. If you listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, please rate and leave a review. Your reviews may be the difference in helping us get found and saving someone's life with the stories that we bring on. Someone may be listening to this episode and can really relate and need to lose that quarantine 15, right? This particular episode might be a game changer for somebody because if you gain the 15 pounds during quarantine, that could be just the start. I think I've seen someone, uh, we'll get into what other people say, that, that may have put on 40 pounds already. Guys, life-changing. This is what I'm talking about right here. If you really want to be a part of our story and build your own success story, join our exclusive online accountability group where you will get access to our weekly healthy <laughs> health connection calls, 
with coaching friends where members from around the world can plug in, ask questions, get nutritional support, and meet others with the same goals. We have a monthly Keeping It Real Health Challenge where you can earn points towards our monthly prizes. And guys, we're going to share some of those takeaways from the January Keeping It Real Challenge. You know, we used to do a seven-day challenge. Now, uh, we know we're doing it on a monthly basis. You can plug in at any time of the month. You can just hop in and get uh, points for your activity levels and that your trainings. If you participate in a particular race, you get and you post it and tag us in it. You get points for that. And um, this this particular month, we are giving away a beautifully personalized designed uh, hydration bottle. And if you head over to the show notes, you can actually punch in the the uh, coupon code, code K-I-R-H-C for 15% off of the health challenge. We would love to have you a part of it. That would be absolutely amazing. Listen, everyone's journey starts with month one, right? So let's get, get you started today. Um, at this time, we also like to thank our sponsor, the Strides app. Track all your goals and habits in one flexible app. With Strides, you can track anything, good or bad habits, and smart goals with reminders to hold you accountable and charts to keep you motivated. Recommended in the New York Times, Strides has been called the most comprehensive, user-friendly, beautifully designed goal tracking app available. Imagine having all of your most important habits, routines, and goals together in one simple to-do list. Now you can. Track anything that you want with a good or bad habit, with a street calendar. Want to, want to save a certain amount of, amount of money by a specific date? Do that. You may have some daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly rolling averages. And you might have another project that you need to com- complete by a certain time, and you can check those things off with milestones. So guys, hit your running stride with the Strides app today. You can count your uh, running streak. I just started listening to a book called The Millionaire Next Door. And it's all about, you know, being frugal with your money, not going out trying to work a ton and and, uh, spend everything that you make, but actually work, you know, set a budget for yourself. And maybe you use the Strides app to help you do that, you know. Good, good pointers, good pointers there. And so now, guys, without further ado, let me get into this information for you. How to lose the quarantine 15. We're going to talk about that. Weight loss during the pandemic. And so if we kind of go back into the time machine in March 2020, in the United States, when COVID, you know, the COVID nineteen pandemic really took shape in the United States, uh, schools closed, lockdowns, people started to either lose their job or work from home. You're trying to figure out what is this? What does this mean? Like, how, where am I supposed to work at at home? I don't have an extra space to like, an extra office to work out at, you know. Um, how am I supposed to help my kids with math? I haven't been in school for years. <laughs> so uh, this is insane. My kid is going crazy, stir crazy, because he's used to playing around or she's used to playing around on the playground. What am I supposed to do? You know, it's no doubt that 
that period of time was a shock to everyone's system. I remember going to the grocery store in April or May-ish, and I was looking for baking soda. Well, guess what? I wasn't the only one looking for baking soda for a particular uh, dish that I wanted to make. Baking soda was all sold out. So I went to the courtesy counter and I'm like, yo, what's good? What's, what's up with this baking soda? What, what, why is it empty? And that's when she informed me that since the COVID-19, everyone was home baking. <laughs> you know, cooking in the kitchen, baking, cooking, you know, sometimes, guys, that, that's pretty therapeutic. You know, and, and I'm sure many people hit YouTube up and started Googling different recipes that they can make. And then they, then they ran to the store and got all this stuff, right? To deal with stress, we as humans may turn to food, comfort food. Now, the thing about it, guys, is that it wasn't just baking home, you know, baked meals, or, you know, home-baked desserts. It didn't stop there. Oreo cookies, potato chips, these processed foods started creeping into the home as well. And so with that happening, obesity is gonna to continue to rise. And so I have two questions. Have you put on the quarantine 15? And if not, how did you keep it off? Later in this podcast, I'm going to share what your, some of your peers had said on how they were able to keep it off. But once again, this is another opportunity that I would like to hear from you, the listener. Private message me, Facebook me. I want to know from you, have you put on that quarantine 15? And if so, did you take it off yet? And I hope that I already know the information in this podcast is going to help you dramatically if you have not taken it off uh, to do so. Okay. And so even if you have not put on the weight, this information, these tips are going to be helpful for you because there could be another shutdown in your area. All right. So we're going to be prepared this time to keep our minds right. Stay ready so that you don't have to get ready. It's one of my favorite sayings, and I was reminded of that a couple of times this week, so there we go. All right, so tip number one. Start your day the right way. What does that mean? Well, first, if you have decided to lose this extra weight that you have put on, then we want you to stay in that mindset. And the best way to reach any goal is with a plan. And one of the best methods that I found to navigate through my days with success is by practicing the Miracle Morning. It's a book by Hal Elrod. It talks about practicing the savers, silence. Like, wake up in the morning. Now, if you are not a morning person or, you know, it doesn't have to be 5 a.m., 6 a.m., you know, that... Maybe you work shift work and your morning, you know, is at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Doesn't matter. Wake up and give to yourself first thing in the morning. And those savers, silence, affirmations, 
you know, and, and it's not those affirmations like, hey, you know, I'm a money magnet or I'm fit, you know? No, it's affirmations. I am looking to lose 15 pounds this month and I will do so by eating real food today and going for a walk in the 4 p.m. hour. Like, say what you want and your action steps that you're going to take to get it. And then you can visualize your day. Visualize yourself during this time actually going out for that walk in the 4 p.m. hour, for example, right? E is for exercise. So sometimes, guys, I will wake up, do my silence, do my affirmations, visualize, and then I will go immediately out for the exercise first thing in the morning. And so maybe you're not a morning person where you can't get that exercise in. Guess what? I found some five-minute yoga videos on YouTube, and I created a folder for those things, and everybody got five minutes. Come on, get up in the morning, do some stretches if that's what it takes to get a little bit of exercise in in that, in that early morning hour, you know, session. And then reading. Reading, you know, I use, I use that time to read uh, my Bible. I use that time to read something funny. You know, I want to laugh a little bit. So I got like a little, little book that I keep by my, on my computer desk, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, Don't Judge Me. It's funny, right? And then also scribing, journaling, writing in my day one app right? Guys, some of the most successful people talk about this. Tony Robbins, Oprah Winfrey, um, the power hour, the power half hour, you know, whatever you want to call it. And no matter how long you want to spend doing it, it's very important. Oftentimes, first thing in the morning, we may find ourselves checking our social media. We may be laying in the bed for an hour, <laughs> you know, didn't even realize we've been in bed just scrolling. And depending on your news feed, the first thing you may see is uh, negative posts adding to your already stressful situation. So practicing the savers first thing allows you time for self-reflection and sets your day up for success. You may have heard when, when it comes to saving money to pay yourself first, well, this will allow you to give your most precious time in the morning to yourself. So fight the urge to give in to any emails or social media before you give yourself that time first. Number two, just the right amount of exercise. Did you know that to get fit that you really don't need as much exercise as you think? It doesn't have to be as daunting as spending an hour in a gym or, or, or you know, going crazy five, six days a week. It is more important about what you eat, right? Exercise is important. However, some people overdo that too. And they actually, you know, may look thin, but have visceral fat. We talked about that last week in the, in the podcast, right? And so there is a such thing as over, over cardio, right? And that adds a stress to your body. So what I want to say here is find an exercise that bring you joy. Do not feel the need to become a runner if you hate running. Although I have taught many that once hated running to enjoy running like Chris Ballard and, and Katie Ayers. Yeah, Chris Ballard hated running. But now she can't go without it. She's there in, you know, my, you know, sub 
20 degree weather. She's out there in the heat. She's out there early. She's out there late. If we're if we're getting ready to do something, Chris Ballard's right there. And that once upon a time she hated it, but we taught her techniques in order to help her, um, you know, enjoy the process. And Katie Ayers, they both were on our podcast a couple of weeks ago. You want to listen to that? Um, seven steps for running accountability partners. And Katie Ayers ran with an inhaler, so it was hard. She wanted to enjoy running, but with her asthma, it was very difficult. That was years ago. She don't have those problems anymore. So this is what I'm going to tell you guys about some exercise, right? Start your morning with a nice 20 to 30 minute walk. Again, not trying to kill yourself, especially if you're a beginner or if you are, you know, found yourself 15 pounds um, that you didn't want to have. Um, You know, you want to start off nice and easy, right? The fresh air on your face will awaken your spirits and give you a positive outlook on the rest of the day. If you schedule 30 minutes for exercise, in that power hour, for example, warm up for five minutes, maybe with some light jumping jacks, jogging in place, do about five or 10 push-ups, and a few dynamic stretches, and then walk briskly, jog or run, walk, run for about 20 minutes. Allow you know, that final five minutes for some static stretches, and that will take care of of your major muscle groups by getting a proper stretch in afterwards. Sometimes as runners, they, if they only got 30 minutes, they're just going to run 30 minutes, jump in a shower and go hit, you know, do something different. But if you take five minutes to warm up by doing those jumping jacks, doing some push-ups, even modified push-ups, you're kind of getting a total body workout there. Your, your 20 minutes is more focused and then you're going to stretch before jumping into the next thing. And although, once again, I mentioned the exercise being done in the morning, feel free to exercise at break time, after work, or dinner, all right? Do what's best for you. So we, t- we talked about the right amount of exercise. And, and again, find what's enjoyable because if you're not going to like it, uh, you're not going to do it. So I talked about finding a five-minute yoga video that I started to uh, implement in my morning routine. I put that in the Strides app. I'm going I'm, I'm you know, everything that I'm saying, I'm working on too. So I put that in the Strides app that I want to do yoga uh, three times a week. Now, a person that's really, really serious about yoga is like, oh, you need more than that. But guess what? You got to start somewhere and you got to start the practice, the habit, you know, and um, I'm trying to do three days a week. And if uh, I'm getting tired of seeing the fact that I missed, th- you know, you, you, you haven't started a streak of it. Like, you know, you missed last week. I don't want to see that anymore. So when I talk about charts to keep you motivated, I want to I want to make sure I start hitting that off. So um, we talked about the right amount of exercise and we talked about starting your day off right. Next is eat on a schedule. Now, this is my little hack, my life hack, intermittent fasting. Right. So life is all about timing. When you were younger, you got you woke up in the morning, brush your teeth. Maybe your parents had some breakfast. You sent you off to school. You ate again at, at lunchtime. Then you had some recess. Maybe you had a snack. Um, then you had dinner with the family. Everything was on a time table, right? And believe it or not, your body starts to become like in a rhythm with that time. Like you're, you're, you know, your, your belly might start rumbling 15 minutes before lunchtime when you were younger and or at when you worked at your regular job, 
right? You're like, oh, it must be lunchtime. My stomach started rumbling. Well, did you know that you can actually, you know, reset your circadian rhythm? And as I talked about you at work and maybe your stomach started to rumble, nod your head if you <laughs> kind of, do you agree with that? Like, do you remember these things happening once upon a time or even now? So we can actually reset our, our eating patterns, right? And if we actually remember uh, what it was like at work, you couldn't just pull out a sandwich at uh, 10 a.m. But if you're home, you could kind of do that, can't you? You could be sitting on a Zoom call and you got a bowl of uh, Cheez-Its over there off in the, in the distance, you know what I mean? Out of, out of sight of the camera. And you got some Cheez-Its in, in one hand and you got a little, uh, you know, soda, juice, or a couple of cookies. It's crazy because you're, you're kind of stressed out, right? And our schedules are all over the place. Something happens, you find, you find yourself heading to the snack cabinet out of boredom. You're bored at home. Find yourself eating before lunch, after lunch. The boss just complained, got you stressed out. Little Johnny's in the other room yelling for you. Mom, come here, check out this math. You go check out the math, now you got to get back on the Zoom call. You're just like, man, I am fried, yo. Oh my gosh, let me get a bowl of ice cream. <laughs> You know, sometimes chips is my thing. Like, you're just hearing that crunch. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, once again, it's that comfort food. Comfort food. So let's, let's talk about this. So that we can gain control of our eating. Number one, you want to bring mindfulness as to why you're eating. Ask yourself, am I stressed out or am I hungry? Am I really hungry? Like, can I eat a steak and broccoli right now because I'm hungry? Or am I just grabbing these, this, this uh, to-go pack for no reason just because I feel like something sweet, right? Eat on a schedule. That's number two. Ask yourself, am I supposed to be eating right now or am I emotionally eating? If it's 10 a.m. and we have cookies and milk out, would you have had that at your desk at work? Probably not. So sticking to an eating schedule at the same time every day will help train your body to know when food is expected. And then uh, not only can you lose the weight, but you can control and maintain a healthy weight forever. Seriously. So one way to do this is by practicing intermittent fasting. Since practicing intermittent fasting in 2018, I have been able to teach our members how to get the most out of their lives. No longer do I, no, no longer are we consumed in our time trying to figure out when am I going to eat for lunch, when I'm going to eat for breakfast, when I'm going to eat for snack. Uh, then we got the two o'clock snack. When am I going to eat? Blah, blah 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 blah. Right. And so here are a few benefits of intermittent fasting. You will experience better sleep. So I'm just going to put it out there. If you stop eating past dinner time and dinner time is at 7 p.m., you will have better sleep because you have allowed your body to digest some food a couple of hours before going to bed. But when we have cheese, crackers, glass of wine at 10 p.m. while we are watching whatever, 
then you're not you're going to wake up groggy you're going to wake up um in a sugar coma from if we had dessert and wine and all that stuff before bed so intermittent fasting helps us to sleep better have clearer skin less breakouts uh weight loss obviously no brain fog we'll be able to not only lose this weight but we'll have weight maintenance and then it will help us stay and eat on a schedule. So once again, um, in order to reach any goals, financial goals, it's all about budgeting. And so budgeting our time and what times we're going to eat, some people just take it for granted. But what did I say to start this? Mindfulness. Bringing mindfulness to this. That word breakfast means breaking your fast. So breakfast does not have to be at 7 a.m. And it doesn't have to be coffee, cream, sugar, cereal, toast, pancakes, the, the typical breakfast things that people think of. You can choose to break your fast at 11 a.m. with some leftover grilled chicken, spinach, and a baked potato. With a little ghee on it. If you're trying to not have you know processed dairy, right? Once again, this may be outside of the box for you because we grew up a certain way. But eating on a schedule, as mentioned, is important for your success. Intermittent fasting will help you do that. And how you break your fast is important. And so you want to take a look at your lifestyle. What, does, like, what time does your family finish dinner at night? Or if you absolutely need that snack, what time is that over? What time do you wake up in the morning? What time do you begin work, whether it's at home or in your office? What time is your first break or lunch period? After considering these questions, you want to reflect on what time you can actually close your eating window at night and what time you would like to open in it, open your eating window the next day. So if you can literally, if you can honestly say, you know what, Coach Dries said, close my eating window. I think that I can do that at 7 p.m. every night after dinner. I don't need the the crackers and cheese at 9 p.m. All right. If that's the, f- the case, now you want to consider how long to fast for. The circadian rhythm fast calls for 13 hours with eating within an 11 hour eating window. So, but then if you really want to maximize your results and we're not saying that you want to do this overnight, but a 16, eight approach is very good. And so when I talked about how long you want to fast for, okay, if you close your eating window at 7 PM and then you uh, say, I'm going to fast for 13 hours. You open it up at 8 a.m. What's going on at 8 a.m.? Are you on your way to work? Because people say, well, uh, I'm on my way to work at that time. What am I supposed to do then? You know, once again, take a look. If that's the case, if you are on your way to work and you can't eat at uh, 8 a.m., then no problem. Close your window an hour earlier. Eat dinner at 6 Analyze your life and see what times you are able to open your window and and live life accordingly. 
And once again, if you're home, working from home, then pick your nice hours that you can, you know, you don't have those problems of driving to work right now for those that are home. So exercise discipline when it comes to what times of day that you're going to eat. And you can train your body to be able to eat on a schedule. Okay. My next point is keep alcohol out of sight, out of mind. During this pandemic, listen, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you. This, this, is, uh, this is not in the blog, but domestic violence has increased during the pandemic. Suicides has increased during the pandemic. That domestic violence, that's, that's serious, you know, and no one should have to put up with that. And so is alcohol the blame for it? Sometimes. During the pandemic, alcohol consumption definitely has gone up, just like people baking, you know, uh, going for that comfort food. And so perhaps before the pandemic, your alcohol consumption was only a few glasses on the weekend. But now with the extra time and the stress, you may find yourself having a glass or beer every night. Overindulging in alcohol will block any effort that you put forth to lose weight. And some have chosen to forgo alcohol altogether. If you do decide to keep it a part of your lifestyle, Try not to keep it in the house. Pick a date night or something and go out and have a healthy beverage. Uh, and when we say go out, maybe in your area, restaurants are closed or limited capacity. And even if it is limited capacity and you have not, um, you know, one thing that I have not been doing is uh, going to indoor dining places myself personally. I have gone to some outdoor places. But uh, let's say you are not comfortable eating out. You know, me and my son, we have a little date night. Uh, me and my wife, we might have a date night. And uh, I might go to a restaurant and get the stuff to go. And so, you know, you can actually take that approach when it comes to your alcohol beverage. If you choose to continue to have alcohol part of your uh, lifestyle, then to not overindulge in alcohol don't have it in the house. Only get it on that special occasion. That's my tip for that. And then uh, we have a couple more here. Put down the remote control and your cell phone and get a book. What, am I, what do I mean? Sleep is important. And so during stressful times, you may find it hard to sleep. Lying in bed and your mind's racing. Keep a nighttime journal. Keep a nighttime uh, notebook by your bed, and this will help get the thoughts out of your brain and allow your subconscious to work on those thoughts while you're asleep. Once you wrote it down, you don't have to stress about it, right? So that is one thing that you can do. And a huge part of not falling asleep is staring at blue light. You may have heard this time and time again, but the televisions and our cell phone, uh, that blue light will keep us awake. So it has been suggested to not look at blue light for at least one hour before bed. So 
let's start getting a timer. On, on the Apple's uh, iPhone, I'm sure any phone that you have, you can actually go into your settings and set reminders. And I get this little thing, this little chime. That's all it says, right? It'd be nice if it played the whole thing. It might rock me to sleep, you know? But it's a reminder to say, all right, it's almost time for bed. Do I listen to it all the time? No. You know, sometimes I just like blow right through that thing. But... <laughs> It's a good habit to get into. So setting that reminder, let you know it's bedtime. You can uh, put a notification on your smartphone, place your phone on the other side of the room on charge so you're not tempted to grab it. Get yourself a book, lay in, lie in bed, got your notebook, you got a pen there. You don't need to get up for anything else. Go get yourself a glass of water, warm water, hot water or uh, cool water, whatever is your preference or both. And you could be sipping on some warm water. It's comforting. If you're fasting, don't add anything to it. Just sip on some warm water. Start, open up that book, read it, start to fall asleep. You know, something pop into your head, write it down. You know, so many times something pops into your head, you go grab your phone and start typing it in. Guess what? That's blue light. Come on, what did I just say? You know what I mean? Keep that out of your area when it's time to wind down for bed. All right. Lastly, and after this point, we're going to take a break. And when I come back, we're going to share uh, some takeaways from other people from around the world. But our last point here is if you need help, go get it. Here's some places where you can get some help. Find an accountability partner. I had talked about seven tips for running accountability partners. These same tips also apply to weight loss. But um, you, you want to find a, a reliable friend or a family member with the same goals that you have. Or, you know, maybe they are already fit, already a shape. And, um, you know, they can tell you what they did to get there. But regardless, you want to pick a reliable partner that will call you out for grabbing that cookie while on that Zoom call with them. Don't pick a partner that will allow you to slack on your goals and make it sound like everything's easy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, it's okay, baby. Tomorrow's another day. No. If you're serious, you want to find an accountability partner that is just as serious as you. You can join a, account, um, join a support group. Uh, maybe it's a workplace challenge going on. Maybe it's a family text group that you got. And of course, my favorite is that you can subscribe to the runtothebestyou.com online accountability group where you will have access to those weekly health connection calls and we celebrate each other's uh, goals and learn about each other's goals and, and do some takeaways on a nutrition topic every Wednesday. We even record it for our members that can't get on the call. We send them the link of what they missed and we help you get to your goals fast. Okay. Number three, as far as getting some help, is maybe join a, a weight loss challenge. Challenges can uh, help you get focused. Um, it's not that uh, you want to go into it as like, oh, I'm going to lose this weight so I can win $500. Like, you know, there's people that go on the biggest loser uh, TV show and then years later put the weight back on. That's not something that I'm really uh, promoting, okay? So... A challenge may be just a jumpstart that you need to go towards your overall health goals. And so at runtothebestyou.com, we created the Keeping It Real Health Challenge. 
And what's different about that is that it's not an overall weight loss challenge. You can choose to submit your weight and use that as your uh, goals to, to help you get to your long-term goals. But our members also get points for um, doing their runs, signing up to races, and um, attending those health connection calls. Number four, hire a coach. You know, personal trainer maybe. Uh, a coach like myself, and I've been so for me, I've been coaching individuals since 2013 to lose weight and regain their passion for life. You know, I would love to help, you know, help you with your desired goals. You know, what are some of those goals? The thing is, we don't live just to pay the bills. There's something that you're passionate about. Maybe it's your family. Maybe you do want to get back into some healthy activity like basketball or, you know, we had Holly Mandamba that, you know, did some street hockey in her 50s playing with 20-year-olds. She loved street hockey. But for a while, she was too unhealthy to play. But when she started running with us and, and walking and, and taking her health more serious and dropped some weight, now she was able to go back to something that she loved doing. What is it for you? Contact me. Let's take a commercial break. And when I return, we're going to talk about what your peers have said from around the world on the same topic. Be right back. Do you own a business and are looking for a creative way to bring in new customers? Sponsor our podcast and you can have this spot right here, a 30 to 40 second commercial every episode, three months for only $90. With most of our listeners right here in Atlantic County, this will be a great opportunity to bring in new people into your business. If interested, email us at coachtodrees at gmail.com today. Okay, guys, welcome back. One of my favorite parts of our podcast is getting some thoughts from people that I have no idea who they are. <laughs> I like to say getting people's thoughts from around the world. Okay, so I put that question out there to people. I started off this podcast by asking that question. Have you put on the quarantine 15? And if not, how did you keep it off? And here is what some of your peers have had to say. Megan from Ohio says, I put it on and just recently lost all the quarantine weight. I track my food, eat reasonably within a calorie limit 80% of the time and move a lot. I aim for 10,000 steps a day. This is two months apart exactly. So what she did was she actually posted a before and after photo. Congratulations, Megan. Um, thank you so much for your comment. Let's take a moment to break this down. So she put it on and she recently lost it all. Some people use the MyFitnessPal app to help track their food. Not sure if this is what she does. Some people are more like pen and paper, you know, a little notebook. Um, I used to, when I first started in my coaching journey, I, I was relentless on the MyFitnessPal app. 
And uh, I definitely, I, I don't count calories anymore. I uh, know what foods work for my body. And as long as I continue to eat those non-processed foods, um, my weight takes care of itself, as it were. And, but I like what she said too, right? So that, that's me now. But when I first started, I was all over my Fitness Pal app. Um, she says that eating reasonably within a calorie limit 80% of the time. So that's the 80-20 rule um, where you can eat healthy 80% of the time and allow yourself 20% of your calorie intake for the day. Let's just keep it, let's just keep it simple. If, if you are allowing yourself uh, 1,600 calories for the day, then four, you know, am I right? 1600, uh, 160 and 160. That is three. This is like live stuff here. You know, <laughs> I don't have this part, uh, written down. I'm freestyling. You feel me? So 160 times two, that's 320 calories, right? And so a person can reason that I'm going to, you know, I'm on a 1600 calorie uh, limit and 320 calories. I'm going to have whatever I want. I'm going to have a little snack, you know, maybe that's a small fry from McDonald's when the family went to McDonald's. Not that I'm, you know, you know, I'm just, you know, putting it out there. That's what a person might say. They might say, oh, I'm going to use my 320 calories for, uh, I've been doing really well, but I'm going to use my 320 calories for uh snack size Snickers bar. I don't know. 10,000 steps. Amazing. Right. That's what you need to do. This is very, very popular and very um, attainable. One of our uh, members from our walking community, if I'm not mistaken, around 10,000 steps is like four miles a day, right? You can get that. You can get that. Next, we got Lisa Stevens. She says, running consistently and watching what I eat. If I eat more carbs, if I eat more carb meals one day, then I definitely run. Second, I lay off the carb foods the next day. Hope that helps. Well, making sure that we match up our carbs with our runs is important. And that is something that, so I don't eat processed uh, carbs. Or I try not to. I'm not perfect. There's times when I have these things. But when I'm focused on, I got a goal race coming up that I want to get the best time I possibly can. I'm definitely not touching any processed sugars, grains, anything like that. I eat more meats, uh, vegetables, some fruit, some uh, unroasted nuts because I don't want um, roasted nuts that is processed in peanut oil. So now I have come to like uh, unsalted pecans and walnuts and I might throw that over some banana, you know, chop up a banana, throw that on there, th throw those nuts on there and, and, and eat that. And that has uh, some good carbs. I will bake a potato or something like that. I'll have some, some potatoes as my carbs, sweet potatoes, and I don't have a problem with white potatoes. And before a big race, I eat that the night before and I run in a fasted state and believe it or not, perform incredibly. Drink a little bit of black coffee, cold brew or something like that in the morning before the race. That's my pre-workout. But um, I, I will, you know, in harmony with what Lisa says here is that there's times when I may uh, 
be on a project that requires a lot of energy. And so I might eat a lot of carbs the night before to help me with my energy levels the next day. But then that project is over. And if I'm not careful out of habit of eating those same carbs as if I'm going to be on a project the next day, if I don't use those, that energy, you know, that's a mistake. So pick foods that is going to fuel you for the next day. And if you don't have anything planned that's heavy duty, like a major run or a project that's going to cause you to have to lift, you know, heavy things, then you don't have to eat as many carbs. Okay, there are good carbs and bad carbs, as you know, we don't have to get into all that. But, uh, you know, make sure that you're getting your carbs from real whole food sources, not these uh, processed carbs. Angela says, I lost weight because I was eating more whole foods being home rather than processed foods at work. Clap it up, clap it up. And so guys, this is Angela is that person that recognized, you know, and we hope that when she goes back to work, she packs these whole foods with her. So because while she was working at a physical job, guess what they have there, guys? Hey, we brought in bagels today. Yay. Oh, oh, this company dropped off donuts, cream filled. They're amazing. Oh, here's some packets of crackers. Here's some cookie packets. Anybody want some chips? You got like the grab bag chips. And you find yourself snacking at work too. So remember early in the podcast, I said, would you be having cookies and milk at 10 a.m.? And the answer may be no, depending on your job. But maybe the answer is yes, depending on your job, right? And some people here in Atlantic City area, New Jersey, uh, they may work at casinos that, and they take multiple breaks. And you can go into the cafeteria and get anything you want during your several breaks at work. Guess what? That's going to pack on the weight. I even had a job once at the hospital. And you got to be careful what the, what the hospital provides to the staff members. Angela, great job. Really appreciate your comment. That was awesome. Heather from Denver, Colorado says, I've lost 25 pounds. Added in more miles, no alcohol, more water, smaller portions, and consistency. Yo, Heather, great stinking job, right? Now, we don't necessarily always have to add more miles, but she, she she's using her time wisely. And she said that she was going to be mindful and decided not to have alcohol. Being hydrated, drinking that water. And then, I, you know, smaller portions, that's, that's pretty juicy. But I really love that word consistency because consistency builds momentum. Remember that. Consistency builds momentum. So... She lost 25 pounds by being consistent. What do you have to lose? And it doesn't happen overnight. So you got to be consistent. Thank you so much. Catherine Larson from San Diego, California. Stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> she says, no, I did not gain that quarantine 15. Kept up my running, added more walks, 
kept the junk food out of the house and have a food curfew. Yo, she is like plucking the strings on the guitar of the rhythm that I like to play all the time, right? We talked about this earlier, did we not? She kept up her running routine, added more walks. That's what I love to see there too. Take active rest days. So if you run three, five, 13 miles, then the next day, add that walk in for an active recovery. What did I say? What was my tip about the alcohol? Keeping it out of the house? Man, keep that junk food out of the house. One of our members who we will have on the podcast very soon, matter of fact, next week, we're going to talk to two amazing sisters, Jen and Jamie Burke. And we're going to talk about why they are perfect accountability partners for each other, not only in running, but also their health endeavors, their journey. And one of uh, Jen Burke's uh, go-to comfort foods is ice cream. So this is what we told her as well. Keep it out of the house because your relationship with ice cream, it ain't good. (laughs) So she has lost uh, five and a half pounds in January just by keeping ice cream out of the house. Consistency builds momentum. So the longer she keeps ice cream out of the house, the more she will continue to get those results. And Catherine, once again, going back to her comment, she has a food curfew. Catherine, we would love to know what your food curfew is. You know, some people practice intermittent fasting and not know it, or maybe she does practice intermittent fasting and did not use the term, right? There's another term for intermittent fasting, and it's uh, T, time, R, restricted, F, feeding, TRF. Stay classy, San Diego. Christina Rowland from Oklahoma says, I actually lost weight during quarantine. I continued running, increased my daily water intake, and ate from small salad plate instead of regular size plates. Mm-hmm. Very, very nice. And I just will add to that. Sometimes, you know, the... Uh, what? How can I put this? The, uh, the gobble monster inside of us. You know, uh, sometimes we'll try that eating off of a small plate, but then go back and fill it up for seconds and thirds. And we don't want to do that. Uh, So I appreciate that point there. Small salad plate instead of a regular plate, helping her to uh, understand that keeping those portions under control. And sometimes a person like that don't have to count calories. Right. And so uh, keeping that that daily water intake up. Awesome stuff right? Drinking a glass of water before you eat will actually fill your stomach as well and uh, cause you to not overeat. And then savoring your food, taking time with every bite will also help you to consume less. You ever hear of the term, your eyes are bigger than your stomach, right? And what happens is when your eyes are bigger than your stomach, you're just grabbing, shoveling food in your mouth. Your brain did not have time to catch up to what you just did. And so by the time your brain catches up and says that you're actually full, now you're really uncomfortable and you have to unbuckle your belt, your pants, 
those type of things. So great job, Christina from Oklahoma. Next, we got Jennifer from Huntington Beach, California. She says that I am at a negative 40 quarantine. Yes. When I was furloughed back in May, I was determined to use the time to get healthy. I walked, ran, aerobics, yoga, and I watched my calories. So very, very good on this comment. Thank you, Jennifer, for sharing that. Negative 40, that's awesome. And that key word in all of that was determined. That's right, determined. You got to be determined. You got to say, here's this extra time. What am I going to do with it? Delve into uh, the latest show on Netflix and, and binge watch with, a, you know, a snack bag in my hand. Am I going to use this time to get some extra walking in? See how she mixed it up? Did some aerobics, some yoga, you know? Great job, Jennifer. We really appreciate that. And our last comment very proud of this comment. I told you that we're going to have this uh, two people on our podcast next week, Jen and her sister, Jamie Burke. So our last comment is from Jamie Burke, our member from Northfield, New Jersey. And she says, I did not gain the quarantine 15. I was able to maintain my weight by not changing anything about my nutrition or fitness routine. Even though I stopped working out in the gym, I strength trained at home and continue to run three days per week. I also continue to eat real foods and use intermittent fasting. Jamie, I have my hand over my heart right now. I got both hands over my heart. I'm just like holding my heart because I love this comment so much. No, I'm not biased. <laughs> Maybe it just makes me proud because teaching our members to do this um, not only didn't she not gain the quarantine 15, but she didn't have to change anything because she learned these techniques back in 2019. So she's been practicing this for two years now. 2019, lost 60 pounds and been able to maintain it. In fact, she, you know, asked us to do some sprints in our, in our trainings on Tuesdays. So she's been kicking it up in January. You know what she did? Not only has she been able to uh, maintain that 60-pound weight loss, but she's been able to go through this quarantine without gaining weight and in the month of January lost an additional five pounds. And she texted me that photo and said, I haven't seen this number ever, <laughs> basically. You know, I'm sure she she uh, saw that number and maybe had, you know, surpassed it and not realized it. But as far as uh, it's being the lowest that she's seen in her journey, it just makes me happy. And a lot of our members may have the same uh, story, in fact. And I love it right now. We're going to do one small break one more time, and then we, when we come back, we're going to go over the week that was and really give some celebrations to people who crushed the January Keeping It Real Health Challenge, which we invite you to do soon as you're done listening to this podcast.
Hey guys, I want to take a moment to tell you about Thrive Market. It's an online service that will deliver straight to your door nutrition based on your dietary needs. So if you are keto, they have keto type snacks. If you like Whole30, they have Whole30 approved salad dressings and ketchups and things of that nature. Being that I try to keep my nutrition real, if I go to the supermarket and look for a salad dressing, it's going to have all sorts of ingredients that I can't pronounce as well as sugar, high fructose corn syrup, soy as the main ingredients. You can avoid that by making a salad dressing yourself. However, that can get a little boring. But Primal Kitchen, which is one of Thrive Market's foods, they have some of the most amazing, delicious salad dressings made with organic avocado oils and nice natural herbs and spices into these salad dressings. You can get Thousand Island salad dressing. What I love is the ketchup. The ketchup is so delicious. I actually take it out to restaurants with me because it doesn't have all that stuff that I mentioned, like the high fructose corn syrup and things like that. So if you're ready to take your health to the next level and you want good, wholesome snacks and dressings for your foods, order from Thrive. In the description, I will leave a link to Thrive and you'll get $25 off your first purchase. All right, everybody, I really hope that you enjoyed that information that we were able to share with you this week. And uh, is my hope that the tools and strategies help you in your long-term success. Thanks to all of our commenters and such. I just received this text message, ironically, while I'm recording this, from Brian McDowell. He said that uh, he started on January 1st with no processed sugars or breads. And I tried to keep it real 100%. And I'm down to 189 pounds from 204 pounds of a quarantine weight. So you want to talk about the quarantine 15? There it is right there. Great testimonial. Brian was on our show um, back in our early days. And uh, he continues to follow us. He actually dominated the uh, 100 mile coach to Dree streak. Hashtag coach to Dree streak. I uh, do 100 miles a month doing the um, using the Nike Run Club. And uh, I meant to start this segment off by saying the week that was. And so I'm going to fast blitz the week that was so that you can get on with the rest of your day. Um, last Saturday, um, actually, as you're listening to this, Saturday was yesterday, but uh, it was it was uh, January 30th, and um, I signed up to a Las Vegas Raiders virtual 5K. It was freezing that morning. Uh, it, it, it was the wor- one of the wor- worst runs in my my life. Um, <laughs> nothing went well. Uh, I put in 122 miles in the month of January, and it included sprints and stuff like that. It included uh, helping my my 11-year-old son on his streak. I just put in a lot of miles. I tried to go for 100, but I went way over 100 and potentially may... Uh, I know there's people out there that do 200 miles a month and everything like that, but I may have needed some extra rest days. 
uh, somewhere along that line of uh, the month of January. But I'm proud that I did uh, 122 miles. I'm still proud of it. You know, uh, in the month of February, I will work on just my 100, making sure I get a little more rest days. And when I say rest days, I still keep my streak going. Um, my streak, my personal streak is walk or run at least a mile a day. And so as I'm recording this, I am on day 460 in which I did five miles today. And then tomorrow I'm only going to do something for like 30 minutes. So I don't overdo it as I maybe may have done in January. And a lot of my members just reminded me that, listen, you know, you tell us all the time that you, every, every race isn't going to be your best. And, uh, you know, there may have been something to it being the fact that it was like 26 degrees or something ridiculous. I didn't feel cold at all. I got out there. I warmed up for a mile and, uh, you know, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe that one mile warm up. I haven't really been doing one mile warm ups before a race like that uh, since we do it as a group and I don't want to wear them out. Maybe I wore myself out. I don't know. But let's transition to the keeping a real challenge. Guys, six, uh, 66 pounds was lost. 66 pounds was lost in January among 11 of our participants. 11. Between 11 people, they lost 66 pounds. I am so proud of our participants. Our challenge is not a total overall weight loss. You know, you get points if you choose to turn in your weight. You can join the challenge and choose not to turn in your weight to me. That's totally up to you. But let me give some shout outs to my individuals that, you know, lost some weight this past month. That was a part of that 66. All right. Uh, Kobe Powell, first time in the challenge, lost 11 pounds. I am so proud of you. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to give a shout out here to uh, Jamie Burke, that mother of two, adding sprints to her world, continuing to, to fine tune her eating. She's down five pounds. Aaron Baskin's down five pounds. Um, Lenore Champlin dropped a pound. Tracy McCoy from Tennessee, shout out to you, down five pounds. Then we had uh, Norm McCoy down three pounds this month. My main man, Matt Ayers. Matt Ayers, tall dude, recovering from a patella tendon tear about a year and a half ago or so. Used to run with the limp. Now he's done things to, to rehab himself so that he does not run with the limp. And on January 1st, he came out, you know, ran a uh, 5K with the crew, sought some uh, inspiration from seeing Jamie ahead of him, and he is vowed and determined that he is going to be right next to her, crossing that finish line, if not beat her. But he realized he's not going to do it. You can't outrun a bad diet. So Matt took the month of January very serious and lost 13 pounds. It's not about the running. It's about what you are eating. And Matt is that guy who has not you know, had to uh, go home and quarantine. He's been working this whole time. And what did we talk about? Bagels, pizza for lunch, these type of things will wreck your world. Going out maybe on the weekend, having some beers with the, with the fam. You know what I mean? We have to decide 
what's the most important to us. And so regardless of how many times he may have heard me say certain things, it's not until that that something got to snap inside of you. And that January 1st race, he said, I got to do something different. Dude, 13 pounds in one month, baby? That's what I'm talking about, man. Congratulations to you, bro. Um, his mother-in-law, Marie Geary, six pounds. Okay, she's just continuing. What, what's that saying? Consistency builds momentum. She's been consistent. She's on a major walk a mile a day streak. And matter of fact, she done started a streak within a streak. So instead of just walking a mile a day, she got a streak within that streak of doing three miles a day, getting those 10,000 steps, continuing to watch her calorie intake, continuing, continuing, continuing. And her story just keeps growing and growing and growing. You know what? You know what used to grow? Maybe her dress sizes. But now, What's growing? Her confidence and her inspiration that she's been inspiring so many people that is watching her journey. You guys need to go on and the website, follow me on social media. You'll see the Marie Geary story. Uh, Go back into our episodes with the podcast and stuff like that. Shout out to Lisa Keating who dropped 10 pounds. You know, she didn't have the quarantine weight. You know what she had? She had that I'm going on vacation weight and she came back 10 pounds heavier. She used the challenge as a way to get off 10 pounds. Shout out to you. Oh, Jen Burke, what are we talking about here? Five and a half pounds. Got rid of that ice cream. Let's go. And then my girl, uh, Chris Ballard, down another pound and a half. Just continuing to be consistent herself. Uh, members get extra raffle tickets towards our monthly prize for running a, uh, you know, a race. So Chris Ballard got 20 tickets. You get 10 tickets for each race. She, along with Katie Ayers and Jamie Burke, they did two races in the month of January. That's right. In the cold, bringing it, right? Matt Ayers, he got one, he got one ticket for doing a, uh, and, and so did Jen Burke for doing that January 1st uh, 5K. Marie Geary was out there too. So we got a couple of members that had did one race, but those three ladies, Chris Ballard, Katie Ayers, and uh, Jamie Burke all got, they got 20 tickets for doing these races. Some of our high uh, ticket achievers for the month of January was Matt Ayers, Marie Geary, uh, we got Lisa Keating, Katie Ayers, uh, they all, but the, the ones that got over 30 uh, raffle tickets, Marie Geary, Matt Ayers, uh, Chris Ballard, and Jamie Burke. Okay. So now it's time for me to hit this button to see who actually will be our January keeping it real challenge winner. I'm doing it live right here on this podcast and the winner will receive our new keep calm and run to the best you hydration water bottle with your name etched into the bottle. It has a straw, little pop-up sippy thing. Ah, keep yourself hydrated, guys. Here we go. Let's click the button. And the winner is for the January Keeping It Real Challenge goes to Chris Ballard. Again, again, people are going to think this is rigged. She got, you got to play to win, guys. She was a high ticket uh, earner. Was not the most high, you know, because uh, Marie Geary had 39 tickets. We had uh, Jamie Burke got 38 tickets. 
but Chris keeps showing up, keeps playing. Um, here it says second place was Deb Klein. She she had three tickets, you know. Not not that she wasn't um, doing her thing in the in the month of uh, January, but again, she she could have won. Um, and then Matt Harris came in third, but the prize, the sole prize, is going to Chris Ballard. And since she already has this water bottle, because she was the first one, she is a back-to-back -back winner, we are going to give her a special gift card as a thank you for participating in our Keeping It Real Challenge. And with that said, we invite you to join our next Keeping It Real Challenge. I don't care if you are already in some weight loss challenge at your job, you are not going to get the education that you're going to receive by taking me up on the challenges that I run. I am telling you right now, guys. I am telling you, telling you, telling you right now. Um, as I close out this episode, once again, I like to thank everyone who uh, commented on my question. I want to go over the uh, pointers one more time. Number one. Start your day off right. If you if you get that mindset that you want to achieve this goal, then get up a little bit early, visualize that goal, write them down, see them, like, boom, you're going to get this, man. You got to start your day off right. Number two, uh, do, the, do your exercise just the right amount, right? You don't have to overdo it and pick what you love to do. And if you don't love it, but you feel as though that running could be in your future and you just need some help, let me know. Eat on a schedule. You know, look at your day, plan your day, get it done by means of intermittent fasting. That's my little hack, right? Keep alcohol and snacks because we heard somebody say that keep the snacks out of the house. Keep alcohol and snacks out of sight, out of mind. Number uh, five, put down your remote control and your cell phone, get a book and go to sleep, right? Help yourself go to sleep. And then finally was, if you need help, get some. And that's what we are all here about. And all these members, we once again, we like to thank Megan Cullen, Lisa Stevens, Angela Shepro, Heather Ryan, Catherine Larson, Christina Rowland, Jennifer Seeger, and last but not least, Jamie Burke. You guys, remember, the best way to predict the future is to create it. So create an amazing one, my friends. And remember, we're just one run or walk away from a good day, a good week, a good life. So keep calm and run to the best you, my friends. I'll talk to you next week.